You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro from the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And I am really excited because we have a special guest today. And this is a woman that I had the opportunity to meet at an event. And you're going to hear me give her a formal intro. But during this podcast episode, I, number one, realized that we are a lot alike. And I truly believe that, you know, Beachbody definitely brought her into my life for a reason. And she's an incredible business owner. Uh, and I'm so glad that I got a chance to actually face-to-face -face connect with her at a live event. You are going to love this episode. Think about the way, like as you're listening, think about the way that she shares how she how she's built her business. Think about how you could apply her strategies, her mindset, her discipline into your life right now. You guys, you're going to love this episode. I can't wait for you to check it out. All right, let's get started. Well, hello, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, and I am the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And today we have a very special guest on our podcast. So I met Casey actually a few months ago at a conference that we were both at. So it was the Kajabi conference, which is the platform that we both use to house our businesses on. And it was hands down, one of the best events that I've ever gone to. We got to hear from some amazing speakers and they haven't announced dates net for next year, but I'm really hoping that they actually host this conference again because it was so good. Um, but anyway, so Casey comes up to me. Actually, I think you sent me a direct message, didn't you, on Instagram. And um, Casey, you had been following me for quite some time. And she was like, can we, can we talk and can we chat? And I was like, sure. And so we met out in the hallway at the conference and just struck up great conversation and, and chatted. And I just absolutely love what you do and the fact that you took your passion for teaching and being a teacher in the classroom and actually created this amazing business online by teaching other teachers, you know, how to make, turn their resources into an income, which is so cool. And it's really allowed you to kind of step out of the classroom and do something you're passionate about, but on your own terms. So I'm super excited to welcome you to the podcast and for my listeners to hear from you today. So can you hear me? You good? Yes. All right. Perfect. I'm so excited. Yes, that was a good intro. And I saw Melanie eating. I know she probably doesn't know this story. I saw her sitting across the table and she was eating and I thought, wow, I know her. And it's weird that I know her from Instagram and I can't go up to her and say, hi, I know you don't know me, but I've been following you for a while. So I decided to send her an Instagram message. So excited that we met up and we kind of got to talk about all things. Totally agree. Kajabi Summit was the best conference I have ever been to, hands down, where we got to learn business advice from some of the best business professionals in the world. But I'm so excited it led us here and we get to be on each other's podcast and we get to share the good news that is, you know, making money doing things we're passionate about. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, that's the coolest part because, you know, if you were to rewind eight years ago, I, this wasn't the path that I had envisioned for my life at all, you know, and I'm sure you're might even be the same way. So, you know, Casey, can you just kind of give my listeners just a backstory on who you are and even who you were before you started the business you have today? I'm so excited. Yes. So I started in October, 2013. So i um, been at this for six years or so, but I'm Casey Morris. I'm a former eighth grade English language arts teacher now turned self-proclaimed go-getter. And I helped overwhelmed educators turn into thriving CEO teachers. And I can help you get out of the classroom. Or if you just wish to build a sustainable business inside the classroom, I can help you do that as well. I was making you know six figures a year as I was still being a teacher. Um, something I was super passionate about. And once it got to the point where I couldn't manage both, I had to make that really difficult decision. And that was to chase this dream of becoming an entrepreneur. And now I get to teach teachers how they can sell their teaching resources online. And it's been the best thing I've ever done with my life because I have just taken what I was already passionate about, which was teaching and flipped the script on it a little bit. And now I sell courses and memberships and I teach them step-by-step step how to do what they're already doing and how to make more money. Because as a teacher, we struggle with that. That's the one thing that we don't talk about a lot. It's yes, we're passionate about teaching. Yes, we love our job. But the bottom line is we don't get paid for performance. And in most jobs, that's how it works, right? You get paid for performance. And as a teacher, we don't have that luxury. So here I was teaching every single day. I was rocking it out and the teacher next door was sitting next to me and they were sitting behind their desk and they were earning the same paycheck. And that's frustrating no matter what business you're in. And I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. So I got a master's degree. I got a specialist degree in hopes that I was going to advance my career forward. And every single time in an interview, they said, Oh, Oh, your interview's great, but you're too young. We got to wait a little while longer. So I had to take matter in my own hands. I'm a mom of four boys and my husband is a high school principal. And I said, I know, you know what? I'm just going to do this. I'm going to take something I'm passionate about and see if I can make us some extra income. First month I made $50 and I thought I was on top of the world. And little did I know it was going to take me to where it has today. Wow. That is so neat. So what made you come up with the resources idea? Where did that start? Like that spark begin for you? Yeah. So I started with a website. So like many teachers, I had become complacent and I was just kind of just going through the motions. I was struggling through postpartum depression and I needed help with planning my lesson plans. I was a young mom. So I just started getting on the internet and looking up how I could find lesson plans. And I stumbled upon this remarkable website called Teachers Pay Teachers. And it's an online marketplace where you can sell your resources to other teachers online. And I was buying lesson plans and it gave me this spark again. It gave me this drive to make my lessons interesting. And I just looked at my husband one night and I said, hey babe, I think I can do this. And he said, okay just go for it, which is, you know, what he's so good at doing is letting me just chase my dreams. And I did. That's when I said, well, I, I can make these resources and I can put them on this website. And that's how it started for me. And that's how I encourage a lot of the teachers that come to my courses and all in my membership. That's where I encourage them to start because we need a, we need a stepping stone. We need somewhere to start. And that's where I started. That's where I made that $50. And that, I mean, even to this day, it's, been, it's a really big part of my business is selling my teaching resources on that website. But I also encourage CEO teachers to think past just selling your resources on one place because putting all your eggs in one basket can be super scary. Yeah. Yeah. So you started with your own website, right? So you created and did you just use a free site and did you actually build it yourself? 
So back in the day, yes, it was blogger. I built it myself and I was blogging all the time, but I was driving traffic to Teachers Pay Teachers, which is just the website where you sell all of your resources. So that's kind of, and Pinterest, you know, Pinterest was exploding a few years ago. So you could put something on Pinterest and the teacher down the street find it and it really helped grow your business. And I was learning how to market, even though I didn't realize it at the time, I was just taking something I loved, which was writing and writing blog posts, showing teachers how to use my, their resources in their classroom, and then I was landing a sale. Now, this is a straight volume play, though, so selling a, a lesson plan is not like we're selling anything for 500 bucks here. Yeah. We're selling like a, a dollar or two dollars or three dollars, so in order to make substantial income, I was having to hustle my butt off to make sure that I could keep doing that, and that was really hard in the beginning, but over the years, I learned like strict, like a lot of marketing, but I started this just like people listening your podcast or people listening to my podcast with nothing. Yeah. I mean, I started with blogger too and I did the exact same thing. I would blog three to four times a week and I would pin all of my images to Pinterest and I would backlink it all, you know, and it was just trial and error and it, it totally worked. But I don't blog nearly as much as I used to anymore. I feel like that trend has has changed. So, so let's kind of walk people through that process, you know, from start to kind of where you are now. Like, what can we tell people to do based on the trends today? If they had a business idea that they wanted to implement, you know, kind of how would you guide people through that? It's really important that we stay with the times. And like you said, when we came up seven or eight years ago, blogging was everything. Blogger.com was where it's at. Now it's WordPress. You know, things change and the shift is so important to stay ahead of the times. For me in building my business, I still use Blogger. I mean, blog, I still use blogging, but I have shifted more towards a social media marketing plan that has changed a lot for me. So with any business, it's important to know where your people are. And your people could be on Facebook more than they're on Instagram. But for me, the teaching world is all on Instagram as a lot of businesses are right now. And we have, you know, ups and downs with Instagram and how the algorithm goes and it's important for us to follow it. And I believe there'll be something next down the road that we're going to have to chase after. And I'm okay with that too. You know, the number one thing that people, when they find me say, they found me on YouTube. I started a YouTube channel in 2015 and it's crazy about how that puts you in search engines and things like that. And they just search your name or they search teaching and it pops up as a YouTube video. And that's where so many people found me. And I really do think it's a diamond in the rough that if you can put your focus on YouTube, you can be super successful. Now, my heart is not in making YouTube videos, so I don't love it. It's a lot, a lot of work, but you really have to play to what you're good at. So ask yourself, are you good at communicating with writing? Are you good at doing Insta stories? Are you good at telling a story through a YouTube video? And whatever it is, you need to play on your strength. You need to go at it as hard as you can and try to make that a lasting impact. For me right now, it's Instagram stories because I love talking to my fans, but I don't want to edit videos. So I'm putting all, everything I've got in Instagram stories for this month. We'll see how it goes next month. I love that. I love that. And I, doing a lot of a little things with a lot of little things is what you said. So it's not that one thing was the catalyst for everything else. It was kind of, and I do think that for me too, was blogging, 
pinning it on Pinterest, consistently posting on social media, creating the YouTube videos, sharing it into groups. So don't you feel, do you do sort of the same thing with, with your content? Totally. And now we, of course we have a much structured plan about how we go about all of that. But back in the day, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, how do you manage it all? I don't even know the answer for you. It's that you just do it. You just figure it out. Like today I'm going to do Facebook and tomorrow I'm going to do Pinterest. And the next day I might post something on Instagram. Uh, but recycling content has saved me so much time and to do it in a tiered fashion. So don't just post everything on the same day, but use that content over a couple weeks to help you gain momentum, finding your people and where they are. You'll find really quickly where your people are. I don't know about you, Melanie, but my people, like I said, are on Instagram right now. And, and it's important that I put a lot of effort there, but I don't just say that if Instagram goes down tomorrow, so does my business because that is where a lot of entrepreneurs fall. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you figure, how did you figure out that Instagram was your place? Were you always on Instagram or kind of how did that come to be? Cause it, this probably happened to me too, what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I fought Instagram and Facebook for a very long time. I was not a social media fan. My husband's a principal, so we just don't do, he doesn't do social media at all. Uh, but I went to a conference and I heard about Instagram and how it was the next big thing. And this was before Instagram stories and IGTV. This was just posts and likes basically. So I decided to start an Instagram and it grew like wildfire. It went from, um, I had a friend share one of my pictures and I went from 3000 followers to like 8,000 followers. And then it was just this rapid increase. And now I think it's a little bit harder probably to gain momentum as quickly as we used to could, you know, it was like six months. I had 20,000 followers. It was crazy. Uh, and now it's definitely plateaued a little bit, but that's not stopping me from showing up day because I know uh, just based on direct messages alone that people are on Instagram and I use Instagram ads as a huge strategy in my business mm -hmm. and um, I have been able to test you know Facebook and Instagram to know that that is actually where my people are yeah so when you say test it how do you test to see where your people are sure so I decided to become a Facebook ads expert it wasn't that long ago, actually. I, uh, November of 2018, took all the courses, did all the things, and learned that Facebook ads truly are Instagram ads. They're the same thing. And so I started doing A-B testing just to see where I was putting my money. So are these ads on Facebook performing better or are they on Instagram? And because I had built a following on Instagram, people were there. They were watching my videos. And when I said swipe up, they always did because that's what they were used to hearing me say. So they didn't even process. I don't think that it was an ad because I try to film my ads just as real time as possible in normal situations. And they have performed crazy. The return on investment that I got from those launches was insane because I think I had built already that no like and trust factor that we talk about in business so much. I love that. So you really took matters in your own hands and you said, if I want to grow, then I have to educate myself. And a lot of business owners say, well, I just, I don't know how to run an ad and then they just don't do it. So if I know this will be a follow-up question, so I'm just going to ask it now, you know, what would be some of the easiest places for people to go? What are some of your favorite courses that you took on running ads that helped you to that are more basic that helped you get a handle on it? 
I love that. I love that. That's a great question. But before we run, I want us to go back to like those crawling stages where I had no idea what I was doing to get to that point of the knowledge of I need to take courses and educate myself. And that was me back in the classroom struggling with the negative Nancy's and the Debbie Downers that surrounded me. And I needed a safe haven. I needed something I could do every day to find me again. And for me, that was going outside, walking around the track and listening to podcasts. And that's when I found Pat Flynn. And that's when I found Amy Porterfield. That's when I found Rick Mulready, Jasmine Starr. Um, There were uh, James Wedmore, all of these influential people that I got to see on the stage at the Kajabi Summit uh, that changed my life. They changed everything. And first they changed my mindset though. And you can't just say, I'm going to do all these things and it's going to work without fixing uh, what's in between the ears because if you do, it won't last. And I realized that this was something that I had to work at every single day, just like working out, just like eating healthy. It doesn't just happen overnight. So that started, I was about three years ago. And after probably two years of listening, I had listened, listen, I went to Amy Porterfield episode one. I was like, I am in this. I am going back to the beginning of time. I was learning strategies that weren't even relevant anymore, but I was trying to figure out, like, why isn't this working? Well, that, that was from two years ago. That's why it's not working. So I just did everything they told me to do. When I, found I, when I felt like I had gathered as much free material as I could, I started searching those people to figure out how they got the knowledge that they got. So I listened to her say things like Tony Robbins. I had never heard of Tony Robbins' name before. And so I started watching YouTube videos and then I got sucked in. Uh Um, So that's where it started first. And once I conquered my mindset, I knew that ads were going to put me apart from everyone else. And that's when I found Rick Mulready, bought his course, and it changed everything for me. And I launched my first course, I reached out to him, and now he is actually my business coach and friend. Uh, crazy how the tide shifts, you know, how all those things. And, and I got to be on stage with him at the Kajabi Summit in a panel. So it's just crazy how things go from walking on a track, listening to people on a podcast and becoming their friend. You know, and I can relate to that because I can remember running in my neighborhood, you know, training for this um, Pittsburgh marathon that I was doing and listening to personal development. I would stop and I would take notes, you know, and keep, but I would listen over and over again. And you said, like, start with free material. Everything I have learned basically to this point has been the same way because it's all out there. I mean, everything that you need is out there to a certain point. Then you, then you kind of hit a point in your business where you need that mentorship. You know, you need those other things, but mindset is everything. Everything rises and falls on whether or not you believe that you can do it, you know, and that you're willing to work hard to make it happen. Yes, totally agree. And I think Jasmine Starr said, everything in life is Googleable. Like technically you can find anything you want to figure out just by going to a quick Google search. And this is why courses are so important because they save you so much time and they package it all together. And what Rick did for me, he's a, he put it in like dummy terms. I have done, I had paid Facebook people thousands of dollars to help me run ads and that, oh, it wasn't successful, but I couldn't tell you why. So it was important for me to gain that knowledge first and it did. It changed everything. And now I take all the courses. My husband is like, wait, what course did you buy today? I take all of them. And it's just, it's fun because I'm a lifelong learner anyways as a teacher and it keeps me, keeps my brain fresh. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you, what was the first course that you created? 
the course I created launched in November of 2018. Uh, I was seven months pregnant um, and it was called Transform Your Resources. It still is. And it teaches teachers in seven modules how to start from nothing to get to where they are, have a scalable business from creating their resources, marketing them, using email marketing, how to blog, all the things. So somebody who would sign up for this course? So we have a wide range, but my hope is any teacher wanting more for their life, wanting more passion, more purpose, wanting to make an extra income. And at the end of the day, it's okay for us to want that as teachers. We give and we give and we give, but it's okay to ask for something in return, especially if it's something of value. And so that's my goal is for teachers to come in it at that point. And then I build them to uh, the CEO teacher. Like once we get that step, so it hasn't even been a journey that's lasted very long, but my business just skyrocketed. It was, it was in life changing is all I can say wow. in the course, course launch in November. So you've been doing your business, you know, right now for how long? For so the course model, I started in November of 2018. And then what were you working on prior to that? What kind of, I was, I was just selling those resources. So that started October, 2013 when I made that first 50 bucks. So it was yeah. just a worksheet here, a lesson plan there, um, a quick little foldable. If teachers are listening, they know what that is. Anything that a student can do, you know, independently or something that I could show them to teach their students. That was where it started. So my main goal and my people are just teachers in the classroom looking to earn some extra money. Okay. So then what point did you leave the classroom? I was, uh, so I started selling the resources in 2013. In 2015, I was making six figures a year just selling my teaching resources alone, uh, not including my salary. And then in two, December of 2017 is when I left the classroom. So I've been out of the classroom for a year and a half. Wow. So in 2017, was that a scary leap for you to walk away from the classroom or were you, how did you feel about that transition? Yeah, I tried to quit the year prior. Uh, I actually did quit. I told my principal, sorry, I'm leaving. Here's what I'm doing. And I chickened out. A couple weeks later, I asked for my job back. And um, but you know what is, it, it, I needed to do that because that next year, it just fueled me every single day. I go, I can still do this. I, I haven't given up on my dream. And it gave me this like, okay, okay, so you have to work towards this. The good news is my husband has our benefits with being a principal, but for a lot of people, that is the big scary jump. But my husband has always believed in everything that I've done. And he said, it's going to work. It's going to happen fine. Like everything you want can happen. And I didn't even know that like I could sell a course at the time. It was strictly just selling my teaching resources online. And then I got pregnant and I found all these people and I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. Um, and that's when I did the course thing. And, and my goal is to get my students to that point is I'm going to teach you from the baby steps to the very beginning. And then after that, I'm going to mentor you as a CEO teacher and teach you how to build a course and a membership class. That's really neat. So now what's the community? Cause you have a, you talked a little bit about your online community. So kind of what, how is that kind of integrated into what you do and do you charge for the community? So the community is included in your purchase of the course and it's just a Facebook group right now, but I'm in there every week and I'm doing lives. Uh, we also have an extension of that where we bring people into the community to teach things like Instagram or uh, Kate all from Pinterest. Rick Mulready is coming in to teach Facebook ads. So we literally have something unlike anything in our area. No one else is doing anything like this. I'm creating, I'm pulling in business professionals that say to teachers, look, this is where businesses are going 
going and I'm going to show you how to get there. And it is insane. We have thousands, I think it's like 28,000 interactions we had last week in a community of 760 teachers. So we're on fire and we can just feel it. Everyone, um, someone interviewed me the other day and he said, you know, Casey, he's like, your students have this glow about them. He said, I don't know what it is, but we're just, we're building something that's just so beautiful. And I know you know a lot about community because in your job too, it's like the better, you know, we're better together and that's kind of how we look at it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so true. It is so true. You know, and, and I just love that it's something totally different. You have taken something you're passionate about in teaching and you have been able to build this business that, that gives you freedom, you know? And, and so where do you see this going? Like what's the next step? I mean, you have a podcast. It's one of the top 100 business podcasts out there. So you've got a great podcast. Like where do you see sort of the next steps for, for your life going? Oh, it changes every day, right? It's like, oh, I just see the picture painted for me in, when I'm 90 years old. I'm writing a book right now. I'm co-authoring a book. Uh, big, big dreams for that. But my goal is to build this to touch the lives of thousands of teachers around the world because that means we get to touch the lives of millions of students when we touch this many teachers. Uh, so my goal for the business is to grow the course, to grow my membership. And, you know, I want to be on that stage. I want to be the next Rachel Hollis. I want to be the Next Oprah. I want to do all the things. Uh, I want to be on the Today Show. You know, I have all of these, uh, my vision board, I'm looking at it right here. Uh, you know, to be a New York Times bestseller is a very big goal for me. So I truly believe we're just getting started and the best is yet to come. If I can grow a business in such a short amount of time to what it is today, um, I just can't even imagine what I can do with the team now. I've just hired two girls full time and we're just ready to do this. We're ready. We're here for it. That is awesome. That is awesome. I mean, it probably isn't all roses and sunshine. So kind of what are some of the biggest challenges you've faced so far in building a business and how did you handle those? Thank you for bringing that up, right? It is, yeah. that yeah. is so true is that it's not always rainbows, butterflies and unicorns. And I dealt with something that was like a roadblock last week and had it happened a couple years ago would have shook me to my core, but mean people exist in the world. And that is something that is hard for me to swallow because that's not in my wheelhouse. It's not what I know. And it's hard for me to deal with people that don't necessarily agree with what I have to say. So yes, my life has been so beautiful and I get to touch the lives of others. But at the end of the day, there is always the 1%. There are the people that don't think I should profit from selling my teaching resources online. There are the people that think that I'm money hungry because I'm just trying to get teachers and help them. Um, teachers are very vocal about how they feel. And it's, it was a big, again, mindset shift for me. Last week, something happened on Instagram where I said something about teachers leaving the classroom and it shook the teacher community, especially ones that were still in the classroom. So we, I openly apologized and said that was not my intention. And sometimes our intention doesn't always equal our impact. And that was me. It's a time for me to put my big girl pants on and say, I take responsibility for that. And so there are going to be people out there that don't like you. Uh, Jasmine Starr actually sent me a voice message, you know, like haters exist and it's okay. We have to keep moving forward. So constant, persistent action forward is going to lead to great results. So for me, I just want everyone to know is that if the teacher next door to you doesn't like what you're doing, it's okay. We don't have to please everyone. And that's the hardest part for me is 
finally putting on my blinders. We have a train coming by. If my listeners know all about the train, but I told Melanie, I was like, we may have a train that comes by. So here it is. <laughs> there it goes. I hear it. I hear it. You know, and that is so hard for people is to, and they actually psych themselves out in my community a lot, you know, before they actually, before they even post, they're already thinking about what people are going to say and how they're going to, you know, take what they put on social media and misconstrue it. And that's a big thing too, even in network marketing, you know, I'm, our mission is to help people achieve a healthy and fulfilling life, but I don't want people to think I'm using them in order to make money. I mean, that, that mindset that exists. And, you know, even just last Friday, I was having a conversation with somebody and I said, she asked me how I deal with that situation. And I said, well, tell me a, like an example where that already happened. She goes, Oh, it didn't happen yet, but I'm anticipating that it's going to happen. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, so, you know, that, that happens, you know? And so I have had to say, you have to build up that thick skin and you have to have that belief in what you're doing. And you have to know that, look, it's okay to profit off of what I'm doing, you know, and it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks. And it doesn't matter if somebody else doesn't see the page that I'm on, I'm going to continue to share what I'm truly passionate about. And the people that are my friends, the people that are my tribe, they're going to, they're going to see that in me. The other ones, I have to learn to let those, those people go. Cause usually when people say mean things, it's because they've got something inside, you know, that, that they're struggling with. And, and I've learned that over the years, but when you're new, that's, that's a hard pill to swallow for sure. It is. It is. And I, uh, I got to meet with James Wedmore one-on-one -on -one back in December after I'd launched my first course and I was not sleeping. I just wanted to help everyone. And he looked me in the eyes and he said, Casey, he's like, if you continue down this path, your business is going to fail. Yeah. And he said, you're, you're literally giving yourself a self-fulfilling prophecy. And like you said with the girls, like, Oh, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Well, we're, if we, think it's going to happen, undoubtedly it will. So we have to just tell ourselves that these things come and they go just as quickly as they come. So we had drama for 24 hours and now it's like, when did that happen? It felt like it was years ago, you know, and that the internet world is so quick to jump and then they're so quick to forget. So people are going to forget things that have happened and it's, it's okay. You just can't give up. You just have to keep, cause that's what they want. They yeah. want you to quit. And that is the last thing that's on my mind for sure. Absolutely. So in just, so when you launched your course and you weren't sleeping and you were working all the time, how did you, like, what was the advice that, that James gave you that helped you sort of find that peace? He went on a 45 minute speech about limiting beliefs. And I'm, I'm, I'm teaching myself that if I hustle harder, I'll make more money. And he said, I say to myself, the less I, um, the less I work, the more I make. He said, say that to yourself every single day. So I would get up every morning and I would say, the less I work, the more I make, the less I work, the more I make. He said, you've got to start giving yourself these positive affirmations and you have to know that the world's not going to crumble because you're not touching the lives of everyone every single second. He said, now you're dealing, what you're doing is limiting your business by thinking you have to do everything at every single moment. And he said, so you're hurting yourself in the long run. Mm -hmm. And it was a total mindset shift because in my mind, I said, no, people gave me money. I'm helping them. I'm helping all of them as much as I can. And he said, I wasn't teaching them to 
learn for themselves. I, it was like, it's like a baby when you don't teach them to walk, you don't put them down. You just carry them all the time and you do everything for them. And he said, what is that? What is, what good is that? And it was just this, I mean, I just had tears and we were in a group of like 20 people and I was just looking at him crying. And he was like, I know you're, he's like, I know you're really feeling what I'm telling you right now. I said, I am, I am. And it, it's just, I go back to that conversation a lot. And I still say every single day, the less I work, the more I make. And I'm, but I'll be honest, I'm just getting to that point. Just getting to that point where I can let go. So it's been, it's been a year in the making almost. Yeah. Wow. That is powerful. I wrote that down. The less I work, the more I make. That is such a good, because there's always something else to do. There's always another post you could make. There's always another live video. There's always a tutorial. There's always something that you can do that, that you can add value to, but you have to kind of draw that, draw that line. So that kind of leads me to the next question. How do you actually balance four boys, right? Four boys running a business and life. What does that look like for you right now? For me, getting a business, I mean, office, excuse me, outside of my home was a big deal because I couldn't turn it off when the, when the office was at home and I needed a place to leave it. And I don't always leave it, but I do a lot better. I do leave my phone. I Instagram story all day until about five and then I don't get on my phone anymore. So my people know now it's not that I don't care about you. I'm just not going to be on my phone when I'm with my family. But for me, even now I put into my schedule eating because I wouldn't eat and exercise because if I don't schedule it, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the team knows like, nope, Casey's at lunch and then she's going to work out. Like don't talk to her. She's either doing her beach body or she's on her Peloton. <laughs> that's what I do. And it's good for me because it helped me really uh, focus on what's important because balance is so hard. So I get up, at, I take my kids to school when school's in from 7 a.m. They have to be there at 7 a.m., which is super early. early. I know them off, come to work. And then I pick them up at like two 30. So I Monday through Friday, 7am to two, I am here and I am in it to win it. And that has helped me. I'm working 40 hours a week. So it's helped me to really, or 35, uh, focus on if I can't get it done in 35 hours a week, it can wait. I love that you actually have an office space that you go to that's out of, you know, and I have so many business owners are like, Oh, I'm building a business while raising my kids. That is really hard to do when you're trying to be mom and you're trying to build a business. You're just, you always feel like you're a squirrel and you never have focused attention. And it's nice that you can have those business hours and then be disciplined enough to not do it in the evenings. You know, that, that in network marketing alone is a hard thing because people do feel that pressure to be on. But one thing you said was your audience knows that you take the evenings off to be with your family. And I think if people begin to look at their business that way, even if it's chunks of time throughout the day, they'll actually have more peace, more calm, more clarity in, in their, in their vision of what they want, you know, and it will feel a lot better instead of working 24 seven and feeling disorganized. Yeah. My husband was really good about bringing me back down to reality because in the beginning I was working all day, every day, but we're doing someone a disservice, either our children or our business. So we're either ornery with our kids because we're trying to do something or we're only giving it half of our best on our business because we're trying to entertain our kids. So somebody's losing. It's a, it's not a win-win situation there. So my husband was like, I need you to be more present. 
And he's like, when I'm having a conversation with you, I need you to be looking at me. And he didn't do it in a way that was rude. I mean, he loves me. So he's like, Hey babe, like, could we do this? Yes. So we, it was a give and take for us for a long time. And I didn't have this office until about three years ago, I guess. And I, I got it and was just working here on the weekends. And at night, I would come here at night because my husband was like, if you're going to be working, you can't be familying. Like you can't, we can't do both. So you need to go do work and I'll handle the kids. Uh, and so that was a real big thing for me. And I, it's been, it's been the, one of the best decisions, super, I, I'm literally in an office with another lady in a big office full of people. So yeah. it's just like, this is my little house. This is my, where I come and it's helped cause I can set it up the way I want to. Uh, but in that we have kind of outgrown our little space. Like if you could see what I'm looking at right now, <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, but it's just important that you separate business from family so you can be the best you can be at all times. And when I was at home, I was trying to do laundry and I was trying to keep the house clean and it was just, somebody was losing. Yeah. So I just want to reiterate that to the people that are listening to this podcast right now. Like it is okay that if you are building a business to get an office space and leave the house and work, you should not feel guilty that you're a mom and you're leaving your kids to go somewhere and work because you get it done. Like if you listen to what Casey says, she goes to the office, she gets her work done. Then she comes home and she's mom. And I just know so many, I know so many business. My team is like this. They just try to wear all the hats at one time and they just constantly feel like they're dropping the ball in their lives, you know? So that's such a great piece of business advice, you know, um, to take with you. Thanks. I appreciate that. And uh, sometimes I get my work done extra quick so I can go get my kids. I have a baby, so he's at daycare right now. So when I get off this call, I'm going to go work out and then go get him. So, you know, you can, when you own your own business, you get to make the rules, which is super fun. And the ladies on my team, one of them has a small child too. He was sick. She got to have him at home while she was working. And she was like, okay, I know he has to go to daycare now. Like I wondered, could I do it? And she was like, totally can't do it. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard when you're trying to, um, give a baby attention in a business. Absolutely. And I even find that right now at home, I'm actually surprised nobody has walked in. You know, usually my kids are at school during the day, but they're, you know, for a long time, I had to condition them when the door is closed, you can't come in, you know, or, you know, when the door is closed, you have to go to dad, you know, like it's been now it's just, they know, they know mom comes, gets up in the morning, she gets her coffee, she goes to her office. But that has been something that we have just disciplined our, our kids to do, you know, over the years. And luckily my husband is home and can watch the boys, but it's a hard transition. It, it is, it, it takes a lot of discipline um, to kind of create that, that space. I don't have an out of the like house office space. We just made it work. But I used to, when my kids were little, lock myself in the basement. So we had like, and it was the room I had a lock on and they couldn't physically see me. And I would go down there and that's where I would do my work. And the babysitter would be upstairs. But I always have I've never worked at the kitchen table where chaos could kind of be around me. I've always been out of sight, out of mind, lock the door so they can't get in. You know, I can't wait to have you on the podcast too, where I can ask you all these questions. Cause I'm like, I want to ask you, I want to be interviewing you right now. Cause I have all these questions for you. I'm like, okay, wait, I have to be patient. I do get yeah. to interview, interview yeah. you later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, it's wild. Right. Do you ever kind of look back and look where you started to where you are now and just, wow, it's so full circle, right? Every single day, every single day I wake up, I put my feet on the ground and I go, 
I am so blessed. And I tell my kids that we are so lucky and don't you ever forget it because I know what it's like to have babies and no money and to be rail thin because you're eating pizza every single day because it's 99 cent from Walmart. Like I know I've been there and it was not that long ago. And people, one person said to me a few years ago, uh, yeah, but you know, what if you have to go back to the classroom and you lose like all these things? And I said, it's not going to happen. And they said, well, what do you mean it's not going to happen? You never know. And I said, I know. I now know that I have the ability to do whatever I want to do and to chase every single dream. And that's the goal for all of my students to know that they can do. Yeah. Yeah. Because once you, once you build that foundation of belief, once you learn those basic skills of social media and how to kind of get your message out there and you develop trust and credibility with your audience, you can take that anywhere. You can yes. anywhere, right? And if you and I always say, if you serve well, people will follow you wherever you go. You know, and always. you're, yeah, you're creating that with your community, which is awesome and super exciting. Well, thank you. I love that. All right, so uh, before I let you go, what do you? What advice can we give to our listeners that are kind of listening in? Like, what steps can we give them to follow maybe that thing that they're thinking of starting? What can we? What can we do for them? Step one is to work on that mindset for sure and make sure that you have the belief in place that you can do anything you put your mind to. My biggest step is to make a vision board, to have it there. I can see mine at all times, especially when I lay back in my chair. Like I need to know my why. And my why is all of the things that I at first selfishly wanted. Like I thought, this is so selfish to want to be a New York Times bestseller. I have my beach home on there. I have um, the verification check mark from Instagram, which is so silly, but they're just fun things that I get to work towards. And I used to look at that vision board and say like, if I do this, then these things will happen. And now I look at it and go, okay, when will these things happen? So make a vision board and stick to taking things off. You know, when things happen, I pull them down and I put new things up there. We can't get stagnant. So create a plan by changing your mindset, by looking at it every single day, and by telling yourself that by this day, I'm going to do this. Because when you set actual goals, they become attainable and then break them down into digestible pieces. What I did selling a course is a monster, is crazy. And there are five thousand different things on my other side of my wall are nothing but sticky note posters of the dream I had and how I made it happen. And I can't take them down. Like all the, the stuff is faded on there, but I can't take them down because they mean so Like I want to, I want to get them like frames. They mean so much to me. That's my goal for anyone listening. If whatever you're passionate about, figure out how to make it work, set a date, make the vision board and start setting goals and make them attainable because, and it could even be losing a hundred pounds. That could be your goal. And even that requires you to take it and step back step by step to make it happen. Yeah. What do you think is the most powerful book or resource or audio that you listen to that, that really helped you get started? I, I love, I love that. So the first book that has changed my life, I read it every year was Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people. And that was when the mindset shift started. And he was the first, that was the first professional development book I ever read. So of course I've read tons and tons since then, but that was the first 
And so for me, it, it just it was a defining moment for me. So I always take things that he said. Um, he says, the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. And I tell my students that all the time, you know, we have different books now, like the one thing where uh, they go into the same concept. I hear people talk about that all the time, but that was just a wow moment for me. And then one that's so old, but really it's super deep was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I don't know if you've read that one before, but it's, it's super deep. And some of my friends are like, hey, I could not get into that. But for me, it was such, it was such real world advice about changing your mindset, thinking and how to grow rich. Mm -hmm. That's so good. So good. Mindset. I mean, mindset's everything, but also being able to break your goal down into like that first step. I think people let the, let the start stop them, you know, or the magnitude of what they want to accomplish. And Marie Forleo, do you follow Marie Forleo? I do. Yes. Love her. She's coming out with a book and she says that phrase, everything is figure outable. And, I love it. and that's the name of the book. And when she told on, it was on Oprah's super soul conversations. And she talked about the, the, her concept for her book. And that's just like, that's my catchphrase. Everything is figure outable. So what is first step? If it doesn't work, try again, you know, and, and I'm sure that's how it was with learning social media with launching, you know, the resources is if it doesn't work, try again, doesn't work, try. And you just keep tweaking and refining until, until you get there, but you can't be afraid. Yeah. And I love that you have your poster board behind you where I can see it, that you have your sticky note poster board behind you. I totally do. Yeah. That's how how my mind works. How my whole life works. I saw it and I was like, okay, we can be friends. tutorial for my team this morning about mapping out their goals is what I was actually doing. Really? Yes. Yes. So that's, we were doing, I did a little video and then over here's my vision board of, you know, same exact thing, you know, where I want to be, you know, kind of what's next. But yeah, I mean, you just, you have to start you have to start, you have, and I have in the same way. I actually have post-it notes all over. You can see it. I have the exact same thing. Like there's coaching over there and courses over here and you know, yeah, same exact thing. But so we should really be friends for real. (laughs) (laughs) I think our brains work very much the same. I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. It's exciting. It is so exciting to see what you've created in such a short period of time. I mean, you already have 38,000 followers on your Instagram account. Your traction is, is amazing. And you found a specific audience. You are casting this very small, like your brand is very niche. And so if you're listening to this, like it's cool, like have a specific niche, a specific brand, a specific product and keep driving to that. I know. Yeah. And I hate, I like, it's so cheesy that the riches are in the niches, but it is. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. I, so tell, tell my listeners where they should follow you, find you, go to learn more about you. Yay. Thank you. So they can find me at caseymorris.com. It's K-A-Y-S-E-M-O-R-R-I-S to get started in case they want to download my 10-step workbook to selling your teaching resources online. Always can find me on Instagram at Casey Morris. And I am the host of a top-ranking business podcast in the world called the Go-Getters Podcast, where we give quick actionable strategies on how to move your business to success. And we would love to have you as a listener. I love it. I love it so much. I will put that all in the show notes, friends, and you can go check her out. Make sure you follow her, send her a message. Um, Her Instagram is beautiful and eye-catching, and I love that she's a mama for building an amazing business. And 
living out her dreams and you inspire me. Um, I follow all of the stuff that you post. So I'm rooting for you and I'm excited to see where, where things go as they progress over the next couple of years. So you're so awesome. You're a rock star. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, guys, I will see you guys next, next week here on the women inspiring women podcast. Take care. Bye everybody.